Hello, everyone. One quick thing I wanted to mention before we get into the recap is that Stephanie and I recently recorded one of my favorite recurring episodes, and that's the Hallmark Christmas Movie Preview. Stephanie and I try to figure out which shows we need to watch and which ones are worth skipping. But y'all, I think we have a good crop this year. This news is both joyful and triumphant. You haven't, if you haven't listened yet, go back and download it. We laugh a lot. Of course, some guy in Austin and I laugh a lot in this episode too. It makes for a fun time when you're both hopped up on cough medicine trying to figure out which dudes on Michelle's roster are here for the right reasons. Sure, there are some questionable eggs in her basket, which may need a one-way ticket back home, but I can envision Michelle happy with not one, not two, but five of these guys. And we also discover truths about some guy's middle name that will have you howling. Here's a hint. I'm Batman. Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It's episode 243 of the I Hate Green Beans podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay. I'm here with some guy in Austin. And this week I have my voice, and this week you don't have your voice. So we're just pitiful, is what I'm saying. Yeah, so whatever you had last week, I've had all week. I actually sound, believe it or not, 100 times better than I have in the last four or five days. And, um, so thank you for that. Um, You're welcome. It's the, the price of recording with you in person, I suppose. I think so. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. We're just breathing all over each yeah. other across the desk. Cause my mom got it too. And, yeah. um, she just, she just got her voice back yesterday, but I've still got, a, if you can sort of hear it, if it's, it's just a little bit of froggy, a yeah. little bit every once in a while, but you're you're on the mend. Any day now, you're going to be back to normal. It's going to be great. Well, I, I I appreciate that. Maybe we should just all like me and you and your mom. We should just all blame this on Laura. I think we should. Yeah, <laughs> I mean we're all in her house. Coincidence? <laughs> so I don't think so. <laughs> Who Laura doesn't have any of it. And, uh, exactly. That's, that's the point. Yeah, that's the point. <laughs> That's so surprising because she she typically gets things like this. And so she's just been rocking along. I keep checking on her. I was like, you okay? You okay? But I still cough at night. I can't seem to get rid of it. This is an interesting fact about me. I'm going off on a tangent right now. But oh. I was I was struggling because you had mentioned just now before we started recording that you felt like razor blades were in your throat whenever you yes. swallow. And I was the same thing. And I've just been popping cough drops or lozenges. And, uh, I didn't know, first of all, that you can't, you're not supposed to have uh, so many cough drops a day. Like it's bad for you. I was like, I don't know that. But I also felt like I would put them in my mouth at nighttime and then I would kind of sort of fall asleep. So they would be in my cheek or something and then my cheek would burn. And I thought, well, that must be the menthol or just my tongue would feel funny. (laughs) I don't know. I have issues. And so I was telling my mom about that and she said, what color are your cough drops? And I said, they're red. And she said, well, yeah, we're your your dad's side of the family is allergic to red dye and medicine. And I said, what? (laughs) 
And she said, yeah, you know, like cherry cough drops. And, and that's why y'all never could have the cherry medicine. You always had to have bubble gum or mint or, you know, honey. And I said, are that you kidding a, me? Right now? That would have been a, a, a helpful fact to have known <laughs> before your 47th I, birthday or whatever 46, it is. 46, <laughs> excuse me. But yes, 46 <laughs> years. I have not known this. And um, the chloroseptic spray, do you remember that? stuff that you just down your throat I always choose red before blue are you kidding me and so I thought I'm just perpetuating the razor blades so I quit taking and my cough medicine was red too by the way so I quit taking the cough medicine and the lozenge and life has been great I don't feel the razor blades anymore well, that's so, hey, maybe you're allergic too is what I'm saying are your cough drops or cough medicine red I haven't been taking any cough drops or cough medicine. I just, I grin and bear it. But uh, no. I have been drinking a lot of um, coffee and tea, which helps. Oh, yeah. And, it doesn't uh, burn it. The other thing is like um, with, with your, your red, which by the way, I think we need to check that out. That may be just some kind of East Texas myth <laughs> that the red cough drops are different than the blue no, ones. No, it's the I red dye number something, like four okay, or well, six or we'll something. Have to figure, I'll have to, uh-huh. I'll have to look for genetic markers on that. I'll, I'll look for, I'll look in the Journal of American Medicine to see if there's some kind of. So, yeah, once I, once I confirm the medical validity of your claim, I will feel sorry for you. But this reminds me of my middle name story, how I was deceived for the better part of my childhood and my entire adult life that I actually had a middle name. You remember that story? My mom faked getting documents from the government and I actually, I, I mean, it's, I'm looking, I'm in my office, I'm looking at my law license and my fake middle name is on my law license. She just didn't want you to feel bad. Hey, you're a twin. It was, it was hard enough coming up with two names, let alone Exactly. Four. Yeah. At any rate. Look. Well, look, uh, you know, my middle name couldn't have resulted in some sort of horrible allergic reaction. I'm glad that, uh, you know, that was sort of an innocuous leave yes, out Yes, but by your mom, true or false, you, know? you got to pick your middle name. Yeah, I did, and I don't like it. That's even worse is because I've been using <laughs> I've been using a middle name I don't like that doesn't exist for my entire adult life. I love that your mother was like, I don't care. No middle name. And then yeah. your sister comes along and you and your brother are like, hey, wait a minute. And she's like, oh, just pick yours. And then you yeah. get to- Yeah. And then and I, no, I remember sitting at the dining room table. My mom's like, the paperwork's here. And then we, you know, and then your my name was. middle name's Hulk, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, my brother wanted to be Hulk. He wanted that was uh, that was on the list. That was on the short list. <laughs> so you don't like your middle name, of course. I'm not going to say it, but at the time, you did. You just thought it was a cool. I, I, no, tough my mom. Name? No, my mom like suggested it to me. You know, uh, of course, I was I was five years old. You didn't really care. <laughs> I was like, that sounds great, and I didn't realize the ramifications. The other thing is. I don't like my middle name, but my brother doesn't like it either. And I can't tell you how many beatings I took over the years about, you know, like how he would just taunt me with my middle name. And it just, I just, my mom needs to pay for this somehow. I think she, (laughs) I keep telling her, you know, I'm, 
I haven't. It hasn't been disclosed yet. But when they finally disclose to me that I actually have a trust fund, I think I I deserve more. <laughs> I deserve more yeah, money than my coming. brother. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's what my. That's what, yeah. That's what my mom says too. Like yeah, don't hold your breath. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, you know, Hulk's on the short list. What what else would have been on the short list? I, you know, at that Spider-Man. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, Batman. I was a big Batman guy. Batman but you want to hear something horrible about being twins? So my brother was kind of the – he was kind of the bully. Like he, he was um, – you know, he, he was physically always a little bigger and stronger than me or whatever, and he never hesitated to use that to his advantage. And – um when we played Batman and Robin, we were twins, right? Identical twins. And so um, we, we were playmates, obviously. And we used to play Batman and Robin because we used to watch, you know, the old Batman yeah. and Robin, Dick Grayson, and uh, it was the Adam West as Batman and Robin as little kids. And we used to dress up as Batman and Robin. My brother never let me be Batman. Mm-hmm. I was always Robin. Sad. So. Right. And so my middle name at that point probably would have been Robin. <laughs> But I remember, so so we used to use my mom's gardening gloves as Batman gloves and Robin gloves, and I can I have distinct memories of being a child, and my mom like screaming at my brother, "Would you let your brother be Batman?" That reminds me of my sister, who is is your brother older than you technically? No, I'm I'm four oh, minutes older than you. Oh, we'll see. I was always should. a more you know go with the flow kind of. Yeah. He was, He's more of a buttheads kind of guy. You know? Right. My sister was older than me, and we used to read Archie comic books aloud into the jam box. I don't know why. And she wouldn't let me be any of the characters, even like Reggie, who was mean, or Jughead, who was weird. I had to be the background noises or the, <laughs> like, shut the door, shut, or boom, or woof, yeah. or ouch or i had to be the interjections in the background or if he yeah. started his jalopy i had to go or like well, that. L- listen that's just um, mean let me be somebody that's right it's no wonder we're friends let's see this i know all, it's just all coming together it is all coming together let's talk about the bachelorette yeah let's, yeah, let's do that now. <laughs> i'm curious how much is that going to make it on the editing room floor but probably all of it hey it's but. all good i thought it was all good my question to you is, did you find last night's episode delightful as I did? I, you know, I found it more boring than delightful, but I also, <laughs> I did like the part where when Chris S. interrupted the dinner, which, I mean, it's so ridiculous. Yes. The look the look on Nate's face was, right. he looked so satisfied that that guy oh, showed yeah. up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he knew exactly what was going to happen. And Absolutely. Yeah, that was great. I just think Michelle, so she's in, we're in Minneapolis, Minnesota now, her hometown. And so she's on her home turf. She's, she's talking to her parents and she's saying, you know what? I'm hitting a reset button because I feel like these 11 guys, spoiler alert, 10 guys, she knew Chris S was a dunce, but you know, she's thinking, I'm thinking these 10 guys are are pretty solid guys. I think I've got it narrowed down, called down to a pretty good group. And so she's kind of hitting reset she's going in feeling like all the drama's behind her and i i like it i know they're probably gonna make somebody else some sort of villain between now and then i'm sure but 
I prefer it where we don't really know because right now, if you had to guess who who's going to win, you you could you could ultimately guess, well, Nate could win or Joe could win. I like seasons like that when it doesn't feel like they're trying to trick us into thinking so-and-so or it's clear that they like this one way more. I like it when I really don't know. Clearly Nate and Joe are first place because they got the one-on-ones mm-hmm. and she was pretty unapologetic about that. Yeah. Um, uh, I think Olu, is that his name? Is that how you yeah. say it? Olu? Mm-hmm. Olu. Um, I think she wants to like him, but I think she yeah. likes Nate and Joe a lot more. Yeah. Hey, wh- well, what happened to the, what happened to the Canadian guy with the red beard? Did he get? Did, did, yeah, did, he was once, last. Uh, he was last. Okay. Week. So once uh, once Rudy Fernandez or whatever the the mm-hmm. spoken mm-hmm. word guy was, mm-hmm. what was his mm-hmm. name? I think yeah. that's it. Yeah, that guy. Once he left, the other guy was like, I'm "Yeah." Out. Chris G said, "I'm I'm following Rudy." Yeah. I just I forgot. Yeah, I'd forgotten he was eliminated. Um, yeah, then, it was just last week though. Yeah. And then, um, so anyway, I was looking at all the guys this week and I thought, well, obviously Chris S is going home, but numbers wise, season wise, she had to send a lot of guys home. And I was to your point, I was like, okay, Nate and Joe are staying, but what else is going to happen? So it was a little bit of a mystery. I have tears right now. So I want to go through the guys and tell you my tears. Tears like T-I-E-R, not T-I-E-R. Even though there are a lot of... There were a lot of T-E-A-R's last night. Those are are homophones. Homophones. Um, What is it when it's the same thing spelled forwards and backwards? That that is a a palindrome. Palindrome. Like like Hannah. Yes. No. Google it. (laughs) What is it then if if you can make another word out of all the letters? I thought that was a palindrome. No, palindrome. Anagram? Anagram would be, yeah, I guess the anagram is good. Palindrome is forward and backwards. I'm 101% positive. That's not a thing, but yes. Speaking of your your Archie Comics thing, do you know what a word that is spelled or sounds like it actually does in the real world is? Like, Like smack or smash or boom or bang? An interjection. No, no, no. That is onomatopoeia. Oh, onomatopoeia. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Crunch. That's fun. <laughs> I just How remember about boo. From, boo. <laughs> I just remember from schoolhouse rock. Interjections show excitement yeah. and emotion. Like, wow. Bam. Oh my God. Pow. Yeah. hmm Okay. Tier one. Here's my tier one. Tell me what you tell me what you think about my tier one. I have five in my tier one. I've got Joe and Nate, Bocho. Then I have Rodney, Brandon, Clayton. I would would put those tier two. Rodney, Brandon, Clayton in tier two. (laughs) All right. Let's each cough in each other's ears. That's fine. Ugh, gosh, what a terrible time of year. <laughs> so weird. I know. It was like a sneeze whenever you yeah. started coughing. Yeah. My insides went, do it. You got to yeah. cough. Like, no, but I have power to edit that out. Oh, my God. That yeah. was so funny. Good. Okay. 
I can see. Okay, let me back up here. My tier three are the three guys who were who were kicked off last night. Okay. So from the beginning of the show, they would have been my tier three. So Casey is gone. Of course. Um, then Leroy was gone, and you're thinking who? And exactly, my point is exactly. And then Chris S. Because to quote he's, Nate, he's the dweeb, <laughs> and he shot yeah. himself in the foot. And we'll get to that in a minute. So if I back up and make who we have left three tiers, then yes, I would say Joe Nate tier one, Rodney Brandon Clayton in my tier two. And then Rick Martin and Oludame in my tier three. Would you put Rodney Brandon Clayton in that order, or would you switch yeah. Clayton and? No, I, I would Brandon? agree with that. I, I think. I think. Um, How long again, do you I think, think Clayton is going to stay? Number one and number two. Do you feel like we have seen any footage that makes him or makes you excited that he's the next Bachelor? No, he doesn't excite me, but I think Clayton makes it to the top four. See, I don't. I don't. I think in order to set him up as the next bachelor, he has to have some sort of heartbreak. That's my theory. Yeah, but I think he'll get heartbroken and be the fifth man out. I think, well, you you might be right. He might be number four, but I feel like Joe, Nate, and I, I might even put Brandon now at number three. She likes that baby face boy for some reason. And he yeah. is going hard for her. My question to you about Brandon is, do you think he's genuine? Um, I mean, I think he's genuine. I think he likes her. But do you think he's wrapped up in the excitement of what the franchise is? Not that he's trying to get ahead in in life or anything like that. I don't think he's trying to be an influencer or anything, but do you think he's buying into the hype of, Ooh, I like this. Ooh, I want to win. Not in a mean way. No, I just don't think he's that bright. Yeah. I mean, don't, it's a, a Hanlon's razor. We've talked about this. Don't attribute to, to uh, malice, what you can attribute to stupidity. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think he's stupid. I just think he like, he's, he's just as, baby faced inside as he is out. I think, I think he likes her a lot and I think he's going to get I, his heart broken. I do too. I do too. I don't think she likes him more than Nate and Joe though. Yeah. Do you think Rodney is up there? I, I, yeah. Up until he's not right. I mean, I, I think I said it earlier, she likes him right up to the threshold of the fantasy suite. I think. So you would put Joe, Nate, Brandon Clayton as the top four, and then Rodney in your fifth position. Who's Brandon? The babyface guy? <laughs> babyface Brandon. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. See, I, for some reason, I don't know why, I think she, I think Rodney is going to be in that top four and Clayton's going to be heartbroken before he gets to the top four. Uh, you're, that That's viable. I just think if, if they know he's the next Bachelor, they've got to set up a backstory. And to date, what we've seen is... He's a really easygoing, good dude around the house. He's yeah. good at everything. He can yeah. throw heavy, heavy logs. <laughs> and um, he's not mean to anybody. No. And uh, yeah, so he's just sort of vanilla. So we need we need a good backstory. He has to get something. his heart broken to make it interesting. That's what I think. How did you feel about whenever they get this group date and they're going to Viking Stadium, Minnesota Viking Stadium, and they don't play football. They instead have like, Viking games. Right. We don't fly planes <laughs> in plane hangers. We don't 
We they did throw a baseball in the Twins game. They did, and it was all of like one minute of footage. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And there were like forty people at that game too. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so what do you uh, think? I mean, the Viking games, Dom. Did it remind you of Morty and what's his name when they did? Absolutely reminded me of Morty and whatever. But those guys were not. It was like three guys they pulled out of a sports bar. (laughs) They did. And remember, they were trying to be all tough. And then when Clayton did his Viking yell, he was like, not only was he in unbelievably superior physical shape than those yeah. guys, he was 20 years younger and he was about eight inches taller. Yeah. And I thought if he wanted to crush any of the Vikings, he could. That was the most intimidating thing. I was scared and I wasn't in a, you know, I wasn't a fat guy in a Viking outfit. But I could just see those guys sitting around, you know, at like, Rick's Sports Bar, a mile from the stadium. They're like, "Hey, what are you guys doing? Do you want to make three hundred bucks real quick?" Um, <laughs> All you have to do is talk trash to these guys and say yeah. you don't like eating pickled herring and Ex- calbrace. Exactly. Yeah, I hate Which was those awful. dates. I do too. It's just so humiliating and unnecessary that they make yes. these guys eat something. Um, yeah, I, who was the guy? And I, I, I don't know the answer to this, but remember back a long time ago and it was a few seasons ago where they did some kind of eating date and the guy wouldn't do it. Who was that? He, he wouldn't eat something or wouldn't do yeah, something? Yeah. He was just like, this is humiliating. I'm not oh. going to do it. Oh no, that was the guy. I'm thinking of the guy who's the guy that With said it's the oldest bachelorette dog. and he wouldn't, and he wouldn't yeah. oil wrestle or whatever. Yes. Yeah. And they got criticized for that. I'm like, well, look, the guy's actually got standards. Remember he was like, I have a daughter. I'm not going to take off my clothes and wrestle with other guys. And everyone was like, oh, that's horrible. You're not participating. I was like, no, it's probably a reasonable response to being asked to do that. Did you notice that when they had to dress up as Vikings, everybody with really rock hard, solid abs was shirtless? Yeah. No, that's, they, they clearly didn't, planned They didn't us. make Rodney be shirtless. No. And they didn't. Chris had to be a centaur or something like that. Something right. That's the so best part. They put Chris in the, the horse's outfit or whatever. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's talk about um, that. My tier two now, which is yeah. or my tier three now, which is Rick Martin and Aludame. Okay. What are your thoughts about Rick, Rick? Rick is Rick is like the curly headed white guy, good looking dude, kind of easy going and kind of dope dopey a little bit. And his eyes are. He looks like he has guy liner on, and his eyes are yeah, really yeah, wide. Yeah, yeah. He's very intense. Yeah. He, I think he I has stalker it. tendencies. I, yeah, probably, but I, like he's he's the kind of guy that you'd like walk by in a bar, and he's just a normal dude, you know. Yeah. I, I don't. There's nothing really that stands out with him, but I he seems like a she, nice enough guy. He he. Something is off with me for him, but I think that he why she keeps going to Rick. He's safe, like you say, but he is also compliment, compliment compliment lifting her up on the pedestal i'm here for you you're all i want this is what i want he's probably going to be the first one to say i love you he is that guy to where she knows what she's getting with exactly yep and i think she likes that that. yeah um i I, I, she's someone he doesn't really have to worry about you know she knows she's going to be complimented and everything's gonna be fine he's not full of drama Um, right and and frankly she doesn't really have to try too hard with him because she knows he's not going to be there Right. Yeah, that's true. Um, Let's talk about Martin. He had a weird moment last night that I 
I got lost on. So I was hoping that you could clue me in. It's during the cocktail party, I believe, or maybe the rose ceremony. And she comes up to him and, and somehow he says something about how girls from Miami are high maintenance. And she says, Oh, I'm not high maintenance. And he's, well, they are from Miami. And then she asks a normal question. Well, what makes them high maintenance? And, and he, he answered, said, and she didn't like the answer. Yeah, tell, t- explain all that, because I got very lost. I didn't understand. It was a throwaway comment, you know, right. about high maintenance. And then I thought his answer was valid. Like, you know, well, I did too, said, which is why it was confusing to yeah. me that she shut down. Because she it. said, she said, "What's high maintenance?" And he said, and she was very like her dander was up, and she was just very, yeah. she seemed very offended. And he said, well, just a woman who expects a guy to do absolutely everything for her. Right. Um, and, and look, there are a lot less uh, judicious ways to answer that. You know, he could have mm-hmm. said women who are paying the neck, women who drink, you know, fruity drinks right. in a dive bar. I mean, there are a million things. Everybody knows what high maintenance is. And then he, she turned around and said, well, that, that tells me what high maintenance means, but it doesn't tell me why women are high maintenance. Right. And he just he couldn't answer and I thought probably like you did that he had kind of put a nail in his own coffin at that point. But mm-hmm. um, I thought it was a little unfair. She clearly has some kind of issue with that. And I'm not sure what it is, but it's there. Well, yeah. And I think all, <clears throat> once again, all she needed, I, I feel like so many times there's this simple answer that can be given and then it's blown all out of proportion because I think she was saying, oh, I'm low maintenance. And yeah, they're high maintenance. And I think she was just wanting an example. And he was kind of maybe glossing over it, like not wanting to talk about it anymore. But then he, he, because I think she wanted him to say, well, for example, whenever you go out to a bar with a girl in Miami, she's going to want, or maybe a game, she's going to want a foam finger and a beer and to sit in the VIP section and to leave early if it, and she's going to want this. And then she's going to make you take her to dinner afterwards. And then you're going to, because the way she interpreted it was um, like, he wasn't going to be a gentleman maybe and pay for her dinner or something, or, you know, they just, ask for everything. I don't know. It was very weird. And then he gets kind of frustrated and goes and talks to the guys and says, I'm trying to be vulnerable in front of her because I know that's what she wants. But then she shuts down when I'm vulnerable. Right. And so it's a very yeah, big, and then a Ludeme gets upset with him and says, I don't trust Martin. I don't think he's here yeah, for the right reasons. And I thought, I don't well, know where did that, that come from? Exactly. I don't know what that was all about. Cause Mar- Martin seems he's, he's playing chess a little bit. I think he was he sort of, trying to tell her what she wanted to hear. And he's, he's walking up the nice because he feels like, you know, she needs to be catered to. Um, and I, I think we could, maybe he's just overthinking at that point. But I, I, mm-hmm. to me, when she seized on that comment, I thought, what's the deal? It's just, everybody knows what a high maintenance is and you just take that and run with it. Exactly. Maybe she didn't call high maintenance before and she didn't like it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't she, she, she also, does she strike you? Um, you know, it was one thing when she was sort of one of the girls in the mix in the other season and she got a one-on-one date and all that. As the Bachelorette, I think her, she, she seems really introverted in many ways. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that's coming out, you know, she's just not comfortable in a lot of these situations. And I think the guys are struggling to figure out what the balance is. Right. And like, like she said that during the Viking date, they did a lot better than during the slumber party date when they pretended she didn't even exist. That was the guy's great, slumber party date. Yes. The guy's slumber party date where she got to sit in the corner. I think that they did a better job of, of making sure that she was there, but here's, Here's where the rub is at the at the very end. The the drama for this episode, which we all kind of roll our eyes to, is Chris S. And if you remember last week, at the very end during the rose ceremony, she comes down and as she's starting to say something, he interrupts her and calls everybody out and 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 says that there are guys here who think they have it in the bag, and he thought he did a great job of protecting Michelle, of giving her a heads up, of letting her know that um, he was, he cared for her. And then he gets super duper offended because she doesn't, first of all, give him a one-on-one. And that went to Nate, who he was ticked off because she warned him about Nate he was the one who said he had it in the bag. By the way, he didn't say those words. But, And then he gets mad that she didn't seek him out at the Viking date. And she did not talk to him at the after cocktail party. So he is super upset and decides the best thing to do is to crash Nate's cocktail party. His little one-on-one date where they eat dinner at the end. He thinks this is the appropriate time to go and have a conversation with her. Let's be honest. That wasn't his choice. That was absolutely not. Um, And then, um, yeah, he walks up. And as I said earlier, the best part about that was Nate and Michelle were both like, what is this chotch doing here? Yeah. (laughs) And and, and they both had, you know, her, her jaw hit the ground. Like, I can't believe this is happening. And then both of them sort of settled in with, okay, this is the perfect opportunity to send him home. I don't think like, you know, remember in, uh, when Hannibal Lecter like, uh, (laughs) ate those two cops and they're like his, his pulse never made it over 85 or whatever. Remember that in Silence of the Lambs? It was the same thing with Nate. Like, I don't even think he, his, his, his blood pressure didn't go up. He was like, okay. This is going to happen now. This, this is, is going to happen. I'm a little ticked made, off that he's taking time away, but I know how it's nah, going to end. It's fine. I, 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 I think he saw that. I think he saw that minor inconvenience as a good investment of his That's time. Exactly right. And he sat there and he enjoyed his drink until she was ready to come back. And <laughs> the best part too is she sends Chris home, and uh, when she's coming back to the table, she's about. I don't know, a hundred feet away from this table when she she can't even wait till she sits down. She goes. I'm so sorry I had to leave leave you yeah. or whatever. You know, yeah. like, I didn't want to walk away from you. She didn't even wait to get like the back to the table. And she couldn't wait to the second there was a line of sight, she was like, Okay, it's back on. It's back on. Um, you know what they had the fireworks, but I was a little that would have been a perfect opportunity for a musical guest this week. Oh, exactly. Up on that yeah. rooftop. Hello. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Mm, a it Prince cover band. Have I ever told you, you know, they they stayed at the Marquette Hotel. Have I ever told you my story about when I stayed at the Marquette Hotel? No. Okay, very quickly. My, my college roommate, uh, all of my college roommates were from Minnesota. And uh, uh, what my college roommate got was getting married, and he had his bachelor party in Minnesota because all his high school buddies and everyone was there. 
And so we cashed in a bunch of points and we got the top floor of the Marquette, which is four, one of those big giant suites, you know, with all the Mm -hmm. fancy stuff in it. So we pulled all our points and we got um, one of the four. And very long story short, we're in the bar after being thrown out of another bar. And we recognize the band REO Speedwagon drinking (laughs) at the bar. And they, we looked it up, and sure enough, they, were, they had been playing uh, this this festival called Lumberjack Days, and they were staying at the Marquette. So I went up to the lead singer, the guy's named Kevin Cronin, and I said, hey, are you REO Speedwagon? I said, oh, yeah, our drummer's birthday is today, and we're celebrating. So we start drinking with REO Speedwagon. Turns out they have the other three suites on the floor. And... We went up to the floor. We had a giant open hotel air door party with REO oh. Speedwagon and the rubies. They drank our mini bar and it cost us like $500 to party with REO Speedwagon. Um, true Confessions. What's your favorite REO Speedwagon song? Take It on the Run. Okay. Can you name one more? Uh, I Can't Fight This Feeling Any Longer. You know what the name of my, my favorite album is? Uh, you can tune a guitar, but you can't tune a fish. That's an REO Speedwagon album. <laughs> Super fun. Exactly. Super fun. So she ends up sending Chris S. home. Yeah. Because yeah. we learned on Nate's date, whenever Michelle comes strolling up or rolling up in a pontoon boat, you know, that she's driving because she grew up on the lake. Here, let me drive the pontoon boat. She gets on and then two of her friends show up and you could tell they were given direct orders to figure out what is going on with Nate and this Chris guy. So they say, um, is anyone there for the wrong reasons? Um, have you made any enemies? Do you have any friends? And so Nate finally, cause Nate's a smart guy. He finally picks up on, Oh, they're trying to figure out what happened to Chris. And so he just calls a spade a spade, tells the truth and said, we were all sitting around. We were talking about one-on-one dates. I didn't get it. And I said, well, it's not about if I get it, but when I get it. And he took that to mean I had it in the bag. And so he told Michelle that when in actuality, I just am confident in my relationship with her. And plus, she keeps telling me to be patient. It's coming. And by the way, when you're on the boat date with the two best friends, I mean, it's probably a reason to be confident. Yes. And so that's why I'm wondering, is he above Joe? It could be. I mean, he got the, the, the friend date. Maybe it's, hey, I really like this guy, Joe, but I'm on the fence about this guy. Yeah, Nate. that's true. She and she had to have the friends. Do you think that that Nate would move to Minneapolis? Because Michelle's not going to go off to California. Austin, or she's Austin, not going. Nate lives in Austin. Yeah. Would he yeah, move to I, Minneapolis is my question. I have no idea. I mean, it's straight up 35. All you have to do is pack a U-Haul <laughs> and drive north. <laughs> um, you know, honestly, like if, if, if I was Nate and, and Michelle said, you know, I really am into you. I really need you to move to Minneapolis. I'd say I'll move here three months a year when the city's not frozen over. <laughs> right now when we can jump in this water and yeah, exactly. freeze to death. That's yeah. good. That's a good point. That's I, good uh, point. Um, much like a prince in Apollonia, have you ever cleansed your body in the waters of Lake Minnetonka? I have not. I have. I've been fishing in Lake Minnetonka. Okay. And, uh, I have. I have been swimming in Lake Minnetonka. Did you feel cleansed? 
I did. I, I, it was sort of like a Prince thing. I didn't have to put leather pants on after I got out, but um, <laughs> it was nice. Mrs. Some Guy's family is from, from Minnesota, and uh, we, we go there quite a bit, actually. You cleanse yourself often? Don't answer that. Don't answer. I was at I was at a wedding there a few weeks ago, but it was it was I didn't get an opportunity to cleanse myself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. Hey, thank y'all for listening. And a huge shout out to last night's game for creating a bachelorette bracket for us. We've got Ashna Kumar, Liz Widenbach, and Helen Reynolds in our top three spots of the scoreboard. I'm coming after you, ladies. I'm in fifth place, but I'm also tied in fifth place with like 12 people. I don't know. If you haven't joined us yet, it's not too late. Check out the show notes for links. If you'd like to read the recap of episode five of Michelle's season, head on over to IHateGreenBeans.com for years and years and years of content. Remember, one of the best things you can do to support a podcast is to review the show on iTunes. It would be an honor if you headed over there and left us your thoughts. Make sure to follow me on all the socials. You can find me at Lindsay on Twitter and at Lindsay Ray on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to check out my real books, Why I Hate Green Beans and It's a Love Story. You can find them wherever books are sold. Y'all stay safe, have courage, and be kind out there. Until we're together again, love you mean it, Texas forever. Texas forever.